Well, hello, I plan to do something totally different today, so if you actually like this, and please do what you can to reach out to me and let me know what you think, if you liked it, if uh, you think that there's something different you'd like to see, well then definitely please hook me up with that info also, but let's go ahead and give it a try first, shall we? Welcome once again, thanks for checking out this podcast. This is Right All Week, I am your host, my name is Dave, and if you would like to engage with me on the usual social media locations, then please use the username at Right All Week. And if you want to send an email, then please do that. The address is rightallweek at gmail.com. All of the audio podcast platforms, if you can give us a positive review, I would appreciate that very much. And on YouTube, please remember, like, subscribe, hit that notification bell so you can be informed when there are new videos. And then, of course, please, everyone on all the platforms, if you are watching or listening, please do us a favor and share this content so that other people can get the same things that you're getting and you can connect like-minded individuals together. And that, of course, makes you look good as well. So please be sure to do that for all of our benefits. So here's what I would like to do today because I just watched today's White House press briefing on the whole coronavirus virus thing, and I mentioned before, I don't like the fact that we're doing these again, but uh, they are happening, so let's see what we can get out of these things. Today, of course, most of the questions, really, they were more about what the president tweeted earlier. There were questions specifically about, hey, what a, this thing with the election, which it makes a whole lot of sense that we would be concerned about election rigging if there were lots of people who were just relinquishing their vote to unknown third-party persons, either by mail or some other way, before it's actually counted. And so we don't want people to rig them with that easy avenue, that easy opportunity, but likewise, uh, because of the side effect that that might happen then, of course, we had past elections where we weren't quite sure is the result going to change or not. But if in this case, if we try to do a nationwide mail-in or whatever other version of a ballot process, then it is likely it would take a long, long, long time to find out what exactly would happen. So it's, I think it's a good idea for the president to push back on this idea. As he has Directive 51 as his, uh, so he could use to suggest maybe we have a different election date. Now, the thing that I wish was a little bit different in his presentation would be less about uh, the uh, less agreement with the threat that COVID-19 possesses, coronavirus or SARS-2 or Wu flu, whatever name you want to call it, uh, as long as we're still agreeing that it's dangerous, and I think it's harder to make the argument, but if he was more like calling their bluff, hey, it's actually not that dangerous. But if you think it's really that dangerous, if we can't reopen the schools, then we should also push back the election date. I think that would be way better negotiation to basically make it clear that he's actually on the opposite side, and this is an instrument that he's using using to help point the difference between the two of them and get them to back down on some of the nonsense because, of course, it'll cost them something if they keep trying to go with the narrative regarding the coronavirus. Now, after this pre, uh, the, the press, press briefing that they did today, I decided okay, I would go ahead and look and see, well, what else are we talking about? Because we've had a few that have been happening, and I found a very interesting article I'd like to share with you. <clears throat> Not interesting in a good way. All right, so this is... Uh, Mr. David Smith in Washington writing for The Guardian and talking about the 
when the press briefings began again, how, oh, it seemed like we had a very presidential President Trump. He was, his tone, the way they changed the tone, there were a lot of people who liked that. And then, oh, sorry, it was short-lived, and now we can't trust him anymore because he's still President Trump, and he just can't help himself but, you know, be the irrational figure that everybody on the left, everybody in the media, would like you to think that he is. And so that's what he's really targeting here in this article. <clears throat> Pundits heralded President Trump for his new tone that didn't end well. So he's trying to make it sound like, hey, if you liked what he said before, well, then it's not going to be good for you. Trump is praised whenever he affects a modicum of sobriety, but talk of demon semen and alien DNA was a reversion to type. Oh, so now these things, we feel like we've actually got something that we can reference that is more crazy sounding and say that's actually more like the Trump that we know. But let's be honest, where did the references to the demon, the demon sex and demon disease and all the rest that stuff. It didn't come from President Trump. He didn't make that stuff up. He didn't come out of his brain. Other people went and found that stuff and then brought that into the public conversation. So it's really not Trump's fault. And uh, uh, let's go over here. Let's look at some of these words here. That didn't last long. It never does. This is how he starts the article. And uh, a week after Donald Trump was hailed by some figures of the, his change of his tone, I personally, I want to be honest and say that I totally missed that. I don't know how many people he's talking about. Of course, he doesn't really cite that many. So whatever. Uh, then he goes, what does he do? He praises a doctor who believes in alien DNA and semen demon. Now, this is uh, reference to the censored doctor con press conference that happened earlier this week. And most of those videos, most of the doctors who got up to speak, they just disappeared from the internet overnight, literally. It was like they just, all the big tech companies got together, YouTube, talked to Facebook, talked to Twitter, talked to everybody and said, hey, let's just pull all these down. Except, except we're going to pick one doctor we're going to leave up there. It just turns out that it's the foreigner. It's a black woman. And she makes some claims that a lot of people would like to hear. We all wanted to be informed, but we removed everybody else. We just left her up there. And now it turns out, oh, actually, she kind of has uh, some questionable beliefs in her reputation. Really? Is that we're going after her? That seems so inclusive of you, so tolerant of you, attacking the black woman for believing things that you didn't happen to agree with. But let me also point this out. The same people who are challenging this doctor and saying, oh, well, she believes in demons and aliens. Well, these are the same people who believe that women can have penises and that men can have periods. But whatever. I guess she's the crazy one. So let's also look at this. What, what, what comes next? <clears throat> so it has become a familiar pattern. Trump's outrage machine has numbered the me numbed the media so that shocking statements are normalized to the point that they no longer register as news. No longer register as news. That must be why nobody tweets or shares his tweets on a regular basis, except they do. All right, so it's therefore actually more newsworthy when he says something vaguely similar to what President Jeb Bush or President Marco Rubio might have said. Of course, we know that those are fictitious characters who don't exist in reality, but let's let them dream for a second. Uh, Marco, Marco Rubio was not that high on my list, and Jeb Bush wasn't even on my list at all. But let's be honest, they wouldn't have voted for either of those men. Let's talk about the next, what we have on here. Okay, so Trump touts junk science or Trump accuses Obama of spying, these would be uh, no longer new and unexpected, but more likely to be met with a shrug. So they're saying, yeah, we're actually very much comfortable or numbed, as he said before, to the things that he mentions before. So the headlines that they might try to use to paint him as a crazy person aren't having the same effect. And that's what he's really complaining about. 
All right, so, uh, but Trump embraces science or Trump shows compassion would fit the definition of genuinely surprising and headline making. Okay, because Trump has been the one who's been denying science. Uh, I don't know if I want to get into the whole science denier flat earthers people on the left right now, but there's a lot of people over there who really don't believe in science. I just referenced the whole thing about transgenderism, but uh, you know, they also don't believe in life in the womb and they also think that the world is going to end in 10 years or 60 years or it should have actually ended 60 years ago, uh, depending on which part of their junk science you want to buy into. So yeah, we're the guys. Trump is somebody who has a, a long record of not having scientific things, in, but that's really not true. Meanwhile, what about this whole thing about compassion? Actually, if you look into Trump's history, he actually has a lot of times where he's been very compassionate. He is given very graciously. He's actually been a, a very a very kind in a lot of unexpected situations. And uh, sometimes you can find these things mentioned on social media, but of course, they're not going to tell you about it, not these guys. So what's the consequence of this? Well, it brings to mind former President George W. Bush's phrase, the soft bigotry of low expectations. So now I guess they're admitting that they have some bigotry of, and that they have low expectations of the president, but they're referencing something that a former president said, which wasn't really targeted at these guys, of course. They're just you know, using this and reappropriating this slogan, well, or statement, however you want to call it. So the idea that, of course, is to push back on the idea that we should be doing things for people of other ethnicities or other races in the United States, and we should lower the bar for them. Affirmative action is a very good example of this, which is saying, okay, well, we're not going to require people who come from black communities, black families, black ancestry, they don't have to meet the same criteria that everybody else does. So in a way, you're implying that they can't, and that's the reason you're lowering the bar for them. And that's what this actually is what this statement references. So now I guess they're going to say the same thing is true for Trump. We can't actually expect him to do these things because he can't do it. So let's lower the bar for him. But let's move on. So when he won this presidential election in 2016, endless talk of a pivot to the presidential that never came. Let's be honest about this one also. See, I can't even barely make it through a sentence. Uh, when people run and they campaign, and they are, in this case, when he was candidate Trump, a lot of the things that he said resonated with a lot of people. I don't know about the rest of you, but when I go vote for somebody, I'm not expecting them to change and be a different person when they actually get there. I don't think there were a lot of people who felt that way. I hope President Trump changes when he gets in the office, and that's why I'm voting for him, really, because it sounds like the girlfriend who just can't let the boyfriend go, even though he's a terrible boyfriend, but I can change him. Yeah, that must be the same kind of mentality that they had here, hoping that there was going to be a pivot, and suggesting that the rest of us were hoping for that kind of pivot? No, I think, really, there were a very small few, uh, small percentage of people who maybe were looking for a so-called pivot, but most of us are actually happy to have somebody who talks like a normal person up there, and making changes on the behalf of the rest of us, and who thinks like we do. I think most of us are happy with that. So what do we got next here? All right. Uh, delivering a speech of uh, president of the United States in that moment, somebody says, okay, that's a Van Jones quote. So the president, the Daily Show, Trevor Noah, oh, because there's a voice of reason. All right. Uh, recently compiled seven clips from March and early April in which the embassy the MSNBC, see, I don't normally call them that. I have other names for these guys. All right, so uh, Mika Brzezinski spoke of a dramatic shift in tone, and others noted a somber tone or something similar. So this is what they're talking about with the resurgence of the re establishing of the coronavirus press briefings. And, and it's true, President Trump 
he's not been as exciting as braggadocious the guy the fighter that i referenced in a previous video he has been something more calm and i guess they like that about him but of course they were looking for something obviously because this came out right after all right so <clears throat> trump only speaking as any world leader might expect to speak yeah except uh he's not that guy so they were really being unrealistic if that was their expectation so now they're picking on him reverting to his familiar style why uh because he's pushing hydro hydroxychloroquine despite the evidence and going down in flames with idle speculation about injecting disinfectant okay so i don't know where they get this idea that he had anything to do with the recommendation for injecting disinfectant. As far as I know, the only person who actually did this stuff was the crazy person who was trying to kill her husband and said, oh yeah, I blame it on Trump, even though she was a Democratic campaign donator. Uh, so I don't think that that's really true. And then this all this stuff about, oh yeah, he's still pushing hydroxychloroquine. Well, the doctor who originally referenced the uh, potential benefits from hydroxychloroquine back in March is still defending himself because people are going after it. In the meantime, what's happened recently is all kinds of verifications. Lots of people stepping forward and saying, yes, actually, hydroxychloroquine, when compared with azithromycin and zinc, is actually very effective and we're saving lives. We're stopping the disease. Some people have even called it a cure. But I don't, we aren't going to let the president say that because he's not a doctor and we don't want his opinion, but he's been validated. So what's next? No, pointing out last week's pivot was uh, deja vu all over again. I don't know why that makes any sense. It's because if we pivoted just this one time to whatever their somber tone that they were hoping for, and he goes back to the other thing, did they forget who he was? I don't understand that one at all. All right, so it will probably, unfortunately, get worse before it gets better. There's a Trump quote talking about the coronavirus and he endorsed wearing masks. And I've already given my opinion on that one. I think he needs to stop talking like this. But of course, they liked that. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself, the kind of a moment he's saying, but the bar was low as uh, the bleach injections Trump was rewarded. Uh, a bar as low as bleach injections. Actually, I've shared a post from the World Health Organization, and they have a Mythbusters page, and it was all over Facebook recently because Facebook, of course, went after the doctor's conference that I recently uh, just talked about a minute ago. So they pull all those down and then in place of it, here, check out the, the World Health Organization Mythbusters page, which is mostly stupid stuff that maybe 1% of 1% of 1% and maybe another 1% of 1% needs to be included just so, so you can see just how small number of people who probably need to this Mythbusters page because it says, yes, drinking bleach isn't going to protect you or cure you of COVID-19. Taking a hot bath is not going to protect you or cure you of, of COVID-19. Uh, playing in the snow is not going to protect you or cure you so yeah stupid stuff like that i don't know who needed to be reminded that bleach and snow isn't going to do any good and that bleach is actually harmful whatever i guess there's a small number of people out there who need that maybe the guy who's uh picking on trump right now so what else have we got here a republican strategist tweeted oh no i actually don't have a very high opinion of Republican strategists. So he tweeted that Trump's Prince conference today marks a change in tone and more disciplined and realistic approach. Well, maybe this is the guy that he's referring to when he says that people were happy with it. 
because uh, I don't think, honestly, that they're going to be very pleased. If you're a leftist status progressive person and you're hoping to win and take over the government, why would you cheer if the other guy starts being more like you would hope that present yourself or you would hope people be in general? I mean, if you're a, more or less his enemy, if you're the competition or the alternative, why would you want him to be your definition of better? I don't get this at all. Anyhow, so where are we going now? Trump took the time to bestow West, uh, best wishes to the Britain socialite Maxwell, charged of being part of Epstein's sex trafficking ring. I missed that. I can't really say anything about that. It seems, uh, I mean, maybe they're just trying to twist his words. Maybe he was just saying, hey, you know, I don't want bad things to happen. I think most of us really don't want this person to die in jail suspiciously like Epstein did. Epstein didn't kill himself. Anyways, if another person had done so and a firestorm would have raged for days. But number 45 is merely another here today, gone tomorrow controversy. Uh, you know what? I'm not even going to respond to that one. It's just dumb. All right, so what is the Associated Press noting? The change in the last tone by Tuesday, Republican president has returned to lashing out on Twitter at his Democratic critics. Okay, I honestly didn't notice that he had stopped. I was pretty sure that he's still using Twitter as one of his main reasons to communicate with the public and present that he has a different point of view with the other folks. And the fact that they're referencing it right here actually points out what I said earlier when I was you know, offering my contrary opinion of what this article said. The idea that, oh, we're not watching it. We're not reacting that way. Oh, no, actually, you still are. See, you just, re you just put it in your article. All right, what else have we got here? The, indeed, soon enough, the time old Trump culminating in his retweet on Monday of a video of which a group of lab-coded doctors pushing false and misleading claims about COVID-19. Well, if these doctors were so bad and so untrustworthy, why are they not in jail? I mean, let's be honest, they are going on video, they are in public, they are now on record saying we are using this as a cure. This is how we are treating our patients. If it is so bad, why are they still allowed to treat patients? This makes sense to me. They should be uh, have their, their practices taken away from them. And if they're really endangering people, then they should probably be arrested. But that didn't happen. Uh, why? Maybe because CNN already said that their treatment is actually accurate. Okay, so what's next? Uh, this is, oh yeah, referencing again the uh, alien DNA person that was the, the one person there who they actually let her video remain. The rest of them had to get pulled. The assault on the presidential tone is not trivial. A key characteristic of the consular-in-chief role of the American president in times of crisis and tragedy. Uh, well, it does kind of make sense. Yeah, you do want him to come out there and be the guy who gives everybody hope. And that's one of the reasons why I'm saying let's stop agreeing with the lies of the narrative. Give us hope by saying, actually, you're pretty safe and it's time for us to bring back the economy that the whole world needs. The whole world is relying on it, but we haven't done that part yet. So please, somebody help everybody understand we need to do that. Here's the last person who's going to contribute to this thing. Jennifer Rubin, Washington Post columnist. And uh, writing on Tuesday, the media's fetish with tone seems to tell us more about the media than Trump. Well, actually, that is very accurate, but I don't think she means it the same way we understand that. It is part of the mainstream media's collective determination to avoid spelling out how irrational and impulsive he actually is. Really? I made that prediction quite quick, uh, accurately, didn't I? The idea that the mainstream is out there trying to protect Trump from looking irrational. I would almost laugh, except I can't laugh 
it's that ridiculous a charge. Me, anybody who's been paying attention for years can easily see that one of the main reasons why he argues with the media so often is because they do try to make him out to be some kind of a crazy madman who doesn't belong up there and uh, he's, the, he's the enemy according to them. But uh, I guess this person just missed all of that. Maybe she's had her eyes closed for a couple of years now and doesn't actually read or listen or pay attention to any of the actual media coverage of our president and that's why she could say something like this. But everybody's entitled to an opinion, I guess. Finally, the media engages in gaslighting by, oh, well, actually, if you just stopped it right there, that would be very true because they are gaslighting right now. There's a lot of gaslighting with regard to the coronavirus and the dangers that it supposedly, allegedly uh, presents to the public right now. And there's a lot of gaslighting with, it with respect to the protests and the riots and the violence that's happening in specific cities across the nation. They're definitely doing some gaslighting. And you know what? You could maybe say they're doing some gaslighting with respect to Trump, too, because they actually want to find ways to hide uh, important truths from us so they can put specific lies in front of us so that they can help us to believe a specific narrative that they would like to perpetuate. But again, this is a good example, actually, of the leftist strategy of always trying to, you know, to, to pervert reality and to change history and to trick you and accuse other people of doing what it is that they're actually doing so that way they can keep you uh, in the blind, you know, they won't actually notice what it is that they're really up to. And this is really clever, honestly. But uh, all right, so we're, she's uh, suggesting that the media is disingenuously presenting Trump as a rational president. Again, here we are in agreeing with other things that I already said. They're, this whole thing's trying to paint it out like they're not on the other side, but they're totally on the other side. And that's another piece of proof. They can't even keep the proof out of the lines that they actually think he's a crazy person. Finally, the media's acknowledgement of the frightening reality we have lived with for four years will come, I suspect, only after Trump leaves office. Okay, so I guess that that in a weird way is kind of like an accusation that most people can't see what's happening in front of their face. It's kind of sort of, doesn't that kind of come across as condescending and accusatory? Like, hey, you're too blind, you can't see it. You're just, uh, you're not gonna be able to recognize it until it's over and then you can look back and now that you have the benefit of 2020 hindsight, uh, then you'll understand why it was everything that, uh, that we said and you missed the mark somehow. Anyway, so, Yep, they, uh, they wrap this up with a, a plea. They want some money, but uh, obviously I'm not going to give it to them. So, hey, if you're still here, you're still watching this video, I thank you for checking this out. Again, this is something I don't normally do. I'm basically fact-checking the news and having some fun while I did it. If you enjoyed this, please do tell me. Otherwise, um, let me know what you think could be better. I, I would appreciate both of those things. And then if you're somebody who's actually not right-minded, like we are, not conservative, and you stumbled across this and you have things to say, I'm totally interested in that as well. Anyhow, more videos will be coming in the future, so again, do please share and please come back and watch. And until then, I'm Dave, and this is Right All Week, where we talk about what's right, how it's right, and why it matters. <laughs>